Now when they see us in the streets, all they wanna do is take the dates, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, when they hear us on the beat, all they wanna do is make hits, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. And if you're feeling how I'm feeling, now the world should be perfectly fire like a third degree, and suddenly, shawty, we got so Welcome to another podcast, Press X Podcast number 15. Opening up with a bit of Gambino, Childish oh, yeah. Gambino, just uh, probably the best album of the year. What do you reckon? I'm glad I made you a convert. Oh, dude. <laughs> when bought it, it was like $17 on iTunes. I thought, oh, why not? He's a pretty cool dude, kind of like rap. So I went and bought it and blew my mind. Probably, I think it's probably the best rap I've ever heard. I've got it, I just haven't listened to it yet. Compared to... The likes of, you know, your Jay-Z's and your Kanye's and your Eminem's who rap about being rich or killing people. Um, no, well, it's a bit more realistic. Yeah. He raps about living on the streets and as much as he's rich and famous now, it doesn't change the way people think of him. Well, it's not like, you know, Kanye and Eminem haven't rapped about living on the streets. No, true, but like they don't, they don't rap in the same way. I think they're a bit more... A bit more, you know, like, I made it, go fuck yourselves because I'm the best in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Whereas he's more realistic. It's sort of that, the first track is a very good story Shit. of his life. Shit's rough, son. Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff about relationships with family members. And, and there's there's quite a good line where he um, sings about his uncle getting in, uh, in trouble with dealers and having to pay them back, but they have no money. So her, his mum makes him make them sleep under the... Sleep with uh, Phillips head screwdrivers under their bed right. or under their pillows just in case and that his, his uncle gets killed and his cousin he had a father and he doesn't anymore you know he's going to take it out on him and things right. like that and there's a, another good line he says a, a kid came up to him and said he isn't black because he grew up with a dad right and so it's, it's quite quite clever and was, he goes on to say a lot of black kids might believe that and think it's yeah. true yeah I'm not black and I have a dad but that's also because my dad's white so, you know... I think that happens. kind of is the point. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> no, I also like the line where he's talking about you try your whole life to get out of the hood and then as soon as you do get out of the hood, your parents think you're dissing them because you think you're better than them for not living... Yeah, and everyone, everyone looks down on you because of it. Yeah, it's cool that there's a whole story going on there. Yeah, yeah, some very, very, very good songs. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, um, quite, quite clever lyrics. I thought it was very, very well done. It's like the best, best stuff I've heard. References to the human centipede, so... You know. Yeah, I think I think the references are quite clever and sort of the the way he goes about it isn't so much a... It's more... It's less of a, hey, people are going to think it's cool if I say this and more, these are things that I like, these are things that I want to sing about. Yeah. They're references that while they mean something, while they're a catchphrase and a pop culture thing, they mean something within the scope of the lyrics. Even something like the Invader Zim references, it's like a childish... Yeah. Childish point to a adult cool. sentiment. Yeah, he's yeah. got some very clever lyrics as well, which is yeah. interesting. So worth a listen. I, I'd probably if you, if you're gonna listen to any album this year, listen to that. And like I think I think I've listened to it three times in a row and have listened to it multiple times every day since. Yeah, same. I've since I got it, got it on repeat in my car, trying yeah. not to burn out on it. Yes, I, I can't see myself burning out. I must. There are a couple of songs I don't like terribly much, but I can't see myself burning out on it. Yeah, I tend to burn out on albums if I listen to them too many times and. A short period of time. Mm-hmm. So. Some albums have certainly done that to me, yeah. but I don't know why. But this song, this album, just seems to keep going. Well, it's like usually the kind of thing where there might be a couple of singles that I add to my iTunes playlist. I just dump the whole CD on there, just every track. Is I, I am an album guy in that way. I like to put whole albums on. Yeah, I don't like singles because if I don't like to put it on shuffle, because I put albums on, it's very hard to go shuffle with singles. You know, oh, 
here's three songs from this band I like, here's one song from this other band, I'll just put it on shuffle and it'll filter through. Next thing you know, you're listening to uh, the outro track from a uh, progressive rock band and there's seven minutes of silence. <laughs> the other thing with it is that sometimes, I hate that. I hate that so much. sometimes you actually find by listening to other songs of the album multiple times, you actually end up liking them more. I found it with a lot of bands where, you know, I only liked a couple of their singles, got the album, listened to the rest of the music and I was like, oh yeah. But then by listening to that album on sort of repeat and random, you're sort of like, oh, actually I'm really starting to get into this song. Well, there's that GTA quote from, I think San Andreas, like, we play it till you like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about albums. They're, they're not meant to be listened to in one, two songs. Some are. Yeah. That can be a problem, but most of them are meant to be. Well, they're, I, they're, they're, a, yeah. they're a whole event rather Kid than... Kid would certainly agree with you. I, I, <laughs> Kid Rock. Yeah, I he doesn't sell his songs on iTunes in singles because he wants you to buy the whole album. Well, well I think ACDC don't sell them at all on yeah. iTunes. Well, you know, it'll it, happen eventually. Well, I got, they, they don't need to because Bogan Rockers don't don't buy <laughs> music on iTunes. I think Computer, they... what's that thing? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But, you know, like I don't even like go and get single songs. I'll always get an album or for that matter if it's available an entire discography of an artist and just go... Now I've got everything to listen to. Speaking of albums and things like that, something a little different. Uh, I, I mentioned to you guys, I went and bought a couple of uh, Metallica albums that were on record that are hard to get, and I got them for a lot cheaper than they should be. But while I was there, I saw a couple of what are very limited edition ones where they're like $300, 250 $400, yeah. where they're albums that have uh, extra stuff on, like old albums. And then I saw a bunch of ACDC albums with original, like, original LP pressings with the old cover art which they changed oh, after okay. a couple of uh, they changed for the US release yeah. and then they went with the US release and the UK release for everywhere so they'd be a collector's item nowadays yeah very much so and they're worth a lot of money have you do you come across these because I, I must admit I don't see them very much and I don't I don't really see the value in these sort of things anymore oh I do see them every now and again and if it's not as I like and it's not hideously expensive I'll pick it up but the main problem I have with it is I'm not I don't really have any bands I care about enough to pay an extra hundred dollars for a different cover art because I'm not going to, I'm not getting them to sell them again. It's like an investment really. Yeah, if you but at the same way. time, I don't really have friends and stuff that I can go, oh look, this is the alternate cover art. And they go, ooh, most people go, yeah, fuck it, put the open one. You know, so it's, for me, it's not, you know, something I look Yeah, oh, I'm I, there with I, you. I know other people certainly do care. It, it was interesting to see them, but fuck it, I'm not paying that much money for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, I, I get the mentality of the thing. It's, um, kind of cool to look back and say, oh yeah, I've got one of the few remaining copies of this. I'm not into records as much as you, but certainly something like <laughs> the uh, the first reissue of the new Superman, where that... Well, the, speaking of Superman, did you see the one of, I think they've said there's only 10 left, or of the, of, of the uh, original number one, number one action, action comics, comics. Yeah. and it sold for over $2 million. Doesn't and surprise me. Yeah, was it, was this uh, Nicolas Cage's copy? Yeah, apparently they think it was the one that was stolen from Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and he got it back a few years ago and now he's uh, selling so, it. So did they just bust into Nicolas Cage's house and pinch it? I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Or he I just, some research. He, he just carelessly left it out. Just yeah. while he was reading it by the pool, went and had a you know topless yeah. topless bathe with his model model girlfriend, and someone came in and whipped it off the table. And had his New York Times and Action Issue Comics number one on the table, you know, as you do. And they were just hanging out and like, I promise I won't steal it. Um, I, I can imagine it being some kind of Simpsons like radioactive man scenario where he <laughs> had to go halvesies with some other friends. <laughs> I'm got sure, struck by lightning. I'm sure. Also, uh, a lot of times when you hear about celebrities getting ripped off for stuff. 
Sometimes it's as simple as they're moving into a new house and one of the boxes doesn't make it there because it's full of celeb memorabilia that falls off the back of the truck sort of attitude. It could have even been something as simple as that. Oh, Nicolas Cage is a huge comic Superman fan, yeah. especially. Like, that's why he was in Ghost Rider, because he's just a big comic nerd. Yeah. But he also called his son <coughs> Carlel, yeah. which is Superman's Kryptonian name. What yeah. Nicolas Cage did. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's like Robin Williams named his daughter Zelda yeah. after Princess Zelda. Well, um, looking here, it was just his house was robbed. But supposedly some dude just bought the rights to a, uh, a storage locker in Los Angeles' San Fernando Valley, and there was Action Comics number one in it. Score. And he just made $2 million. I wonder how likely it is that he just bought a bought a box that had a comic in it that was worth $2 million. It's actually a huge business over in the US. When people default on their payments of store, storage lockers, they auction them off. There's a whole business of people who just buy up these storage lockers for a couple of grand each. I'm sure there is, but I, I very much doubt it that someone's going to luck onto that. It's like... When someone, I think it was in Australia, it might be way off topic, but uh, someone found a, went at a, at a fair, went and bought a uh, old suitcase and it just happened to have previously unreleased Beatles mastered yeah. tracks in it. Because that, that's likely to happen, yeah, you know, yeah. for, for $50 at a, a fair. It happens all the time. There was the guy in the UK probably 10 years ago. Now, I call shenanigans. Who uh, was at a, you know, one of those garage sales. And there was a Harley Davidson all broken up into pieces, hadn't been reassembled and so forth. Um, and he bought it for, it was like a thousand pound or something. Took it home, started assembling it, was missing a part. Took the bike in to find the part at a Harley shop and it turned out to be one of Elvis Presley's stolen bikes from way back in the day. And you hear about these stories that come up and all of this stuff that basically gets stolen or lost has to reappear somewhere. So oh, I don't know, know, like you'd think a lot of it just gets destroyed or something. Yeah, that that does happen as well. But I think one of Paris Hilton's sex tapes was gained through uh, the fact that she defaulted on one of the Yeah, she left in a storage, storage lockers and yeah, they sort of bought Well that, at least that's the story. Yeah. It's not really worth it though, it's pretty pretty average sex tape. Yeah, like I mean Kim Kardashian's is a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, if you had your We're hands up to on that it, section yeah. of the podcast where yeah. we review celebrity sex tapes. But, well I've uh, I may have seen my fair share. That's good to know. Uh, but I tell you what. Apparently, at my work, when uh, this is, I'm not going to say where I work for, but I work for a company that has Fox what is used. almost <laughs> what is almost a gossip website. It's much better than a gossip website. But <laughs> the guy I took listening. over from the guy <laughs> I took over from his role, he at one point had to do the top ten celebrity sex tapes as one of his articles. Yeah, he had and to do. Yeah, it. had to do. And went and browsed through yeah. uh, to get safe for work screenshots from those uh, yeah. those tapes. It's all, it's all research. All research. Yeah, absolutely. But I tell you what, if you could get your hands on one of those sex tapes that's unreleased and sell it to an entertainment website, you'd probably make yourself a pretty little... I, can't, I've I can imagine you the, wouldn't uh, be able to, though. It'd, be it'd probably be illegal to actually sell it. Pretty illegal, yeah. yeah. I've actually got the uh, Superman number one sex tape, so that's oh, really? at least $2 million right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, let's sell it. Make some money. <laughs> Maybe this website will actually make some fucking money for once. Now I really call shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what I was going to say is that I bought the uh, reissue of the... Oh, the first issue of the Superman... Number one, like they DC recently restarted all their comics from number one. What's it like? Oh, like, like the new, the the, the, the new fifty, what's yeah, fifty one? Yeah. So the first ones of those, it's kind of along what you're saying, where issue one has a new, uh, like a cool cover, and then they reissued it because they all sold out, but it's got a different cover. Yeah. So it's just cool to have that first one that you know they're not going to print again, even though they printed, you know, certainly a yeah. lot of them. Back when I was a kid, um, uh, and into comics, certainly that was a time where. If there was a, back then it was all about the foil covers, you know, the gold foil stuff. I think it might be a childhood yeah. thing. Like, certainly I remember 
playing with you know Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah. And whenever you got like a shiny card or even yeah. the Pokemon's, yeah. Yeah, when well, you got the shiny Pokemon, it was like, bah, shiny Charizard, something <laughs> like that. I've got a number of comments where the issue one, and I've got the foil version of issue one, which is a limited press, where they're probably not worth shit anymore, but it's that sort of thing of... Back then, to you, it's worth something. Back then, yeah. it was like one day this will be worth a fortune. Whereas, like working at Games Workshop in England, I've actually got a few Warhammer figurines still in their packaging from that were really limited release. They are actually now worth something. So it's just one of those cases where sometimes the nerds. sometimes you think you know, oh, this is going to be worth a fortune. It's not worth shit. And sometimes you're like, oh, it won't be worth anything. And then you look back and you're like, damn it. Yeah, like, why did I never. I never understood that buying two copies, one to read, one to save. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand well, that. You've seen my massive Pez dispenser collection. A few of the ones over the years that I've actually lost are now worth a freaking fortune and all the ones I've got aren't worth squat and it really shits me because they were the ones where I was like, ooh, these are going to be really good. I'll put them aside. Well, I have met your friends. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been in your apartment, so for yeah. all we know, it could be somewhere under a big pile yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Hey, the in, one of those, in one of those drawers with... A hey, billion cables in it. This apartment's pretty clean at the moment. It's looking you know? good, looking yeah, good. Yeah. Like, better than it has been in a long time. PressX Podcast, we rate Cuts Apartment. <laughs> <laughs> out of 10? <laughs> Let's not go nuts here. <laughs> so, uh, what have you... A rating uh, out of 100 will probably look better. <laughs> 52. What, what have you... Uh, Actually, no, it's probably not even over 50%. Oh, thanks. What have you guys been up to? What's happening? What's I've been at a few concerts this week. Yep. Rock and roll! Oh yeah. Did you go to the Misfits? I did not. <laughs> were they in town? No, I wasn't aware. Yeah, they were, in t- they were the same night as Foo Fighters. Oh, well, unfortunately. Where I were they playing? Bigger and better I'm things. Sure. Misfits. You mean Danzing Misfits or? I don't know. There's I think you do a solo was, now. Some of the people I was hanging out with on Saturday were leaving to go to the Misfits. And uh, they weren't. some of them weren't punk rockers and weren't looking forward to it that much. <laughs> Getting dragged. I got something to say. You jump every day. Don't worry, like that. Never, never liked the Misfits. It's kind so of a bit, bit boring. We, for we've uh, derailed uh, Ben's. So you went and saw Eminem. Yeah, I did. And saw a white awesome. rapper. Did you see honky the, up on stage? See the yellow Eminem or the red Eminem? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Comedy <snap>. gold. <laughs> we'll leave that one in. <laughs> so we can see the tumbleweeds roll the by. There was actually a tumbleweed at the train station today. Did you see it on your way over? <laughs> no, I didn't. Was it really a tumbleweed? Uh, yeah, like as I was just getting off the train, it was like a massive. Like pile of kind of we were in Arizona or something. No, I felt there, like it. There was a shootout on Queen's Parade. It was just still rolling. Yeah, the shootout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But have you ever seen a tumbleweed before? Yeah, maybe like once, but I think I've seen one around. when I was up in Mildura. Yeah, I was impressed though. Yeah, and I just was. Uh, but where, where, where do tumbleweeds go? Inner city tumbleweeds. They're There's just like mysterious. about six of them that rotate the globe. On a <laughs> you reckon? I think maybe most of them are somewhere else. <laughs> But uh, went to Eminem somehow that segued <laughs> to it, and yeah, it was an awesome concert. Little Wayne was opening for him, and apparently uh, it was pretty short. Didn't get terribly much time. <laughs> Who no, intended Little Lil Wayne. Wayne? Short Little Wayne. No, okay. I, I don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for you to sink in about so you can realize what you just said. Alright. Um, you were saying Little Wayne was short, or Eminem? Was short? Little Wayne didn't get a terribly long time to play. He played for maybe a bit over half an hour, I think. Did you get any fights in the pit? Apparently there was a couple of uh, rumbles before there was a couple. on the stage. There was one pretty big one that had to be broken up by security guards. and Wiggers? Honkies? Uh, I couldn't see. I think it was... Pretty much the whole crowd was very white. <laughs> Quite. There was a lot of people. Lots of, lots of Southern Cross tattoos? I didn't look that hard, That's right. But it was pretty much everyone trying to be gangsters. Yeah. Lots yeah. of pants around the ankles? A lot of, a lot of potheads. 
there was a guy that seemed to pass out in front of me just even before the concert started, just uh, OD'd or something like that right next to me. <laughs> just to step over him to get a better position. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Actually, yeah. probably good if it fell down because then there's sort of a clear a gap. Better view. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it's such a good use of your $300 or $200 for a ticket. Yeah, I hope it's, you recovered before the show. That's it. I've seen so many people that have gone to... Well, yeah, well, I saw someone pass out at... Well, we were talking about food flies, but I saw someone pass out uh, pretty like I saw her pass out in front of the in the pit. She passed out early on in Tenacious D set, so yeah. she missed out on pretty much the whole concert. Well, that's it. Like when we were at Metallica, there was that dude that was crowd surfing. Dudes always get crushed yeah. in Metallica no. though at the very front. Yeah. But he was crowd surfing, and the bouncers pulled him off. Went, don't do that again. And then two seconds later, he comes crowd back crowd surfing. Yeah. Don't do that again. Well, they pull you. Yeah, third time. He got pulled out. Metallica hadn't even got on stage yet. Oh, that's doing right. opening act. Yeah, that would suck. What an idiot. <laughs> I know when I was watching uh, Foo Fighters, they we were at the, one of the sides where all the all the idiots that crowd surf come. Because fuck crowd surf, so much effort for so little return. Well, like uh, I also get almost got kicked in the head at Foo Fighters. Yeah. Well, they get stamped. Oh, okay. And if so, they get one stamp. If they go back over, they pull the wristband off and send them back out. Yeah, good. Right. So you can't get back on the floor. Right. That makes sense. But yeah, no, I I didn't get into. Any Maybe I'm missing out on my childhood because I never crowd surfed. Crowd yeah, surfing. no, it's kind crowd of bad now. It's so much fun. I never it, did it does look like a lot of yeah, fun. You I just don't want to be. You just have to be careful because all your shit gets stolen out of your pockets. Yeah. But other than that, it's good friggin' fun. Yeah, as long as you don't to, get dropped. Yeah, I have helped people crowd surf. Yeah, yeah, oh. you grab them by the ankles. I was pick them say, up. I've, I've launched a few of my. But friends. I've never, I've never actually done it. I wonder whether that's Not something I need to do. Always voluntarily launched my friends like they quite often they weren't aware of it until they were up on the crowd and you're like see you dude <laughs> but no it's, it's, it's good fun it's a experience everyone should experience at some point unless you're a lady because you're going to get groped yeah I remember there were a few ladies that used to go up certainly the old metal crowds especially under 18 gigs yeah. there's a lot of crowd surfing and I've, I've been to probably my most memorable crowd surfing was uh, I went to an In Flames concert back oh, in the day yeah, yeah. this was a, the hi-fi bar before they put in before they started doing that I think maybe when it's over 18, they put that gap between yeah, the stage and that. Yeah. But when it's not over 18, you can go right up to the edge. Because I was certainly right on the edge. I've and used, a, yeah. I was helping people up onto stage and then they were stage yeah. diving. Yeah, no, it was really cool <laughs> because like the the bouncers were there and they sort of, they gave you, okay, you're up on stage. You've I'm assuming you want to jump in. Jump. Got a couple of seconds. Yeah. You can, you know, salute the band and then jump in. And there was yeah. a lot of, there was a lot of girls that wanted to get up on stage. Yeah. And that was, you know, some nice views, but I guess. Uh, I'd also be concerned at an under 18 gig that people wouldn't be able to be strong enough to catch yeah. you. Well, under 18 gigs is certainly the most wild gigs yeah. I've been to. Um, well, but, it, a 17 year old kid's going to yeah. be pretty strong. Plus a lot of people just don't show ID and just, you know, pretend yeah. to be under 18. But yeah, certainly the uh, over 18 gigs, we've definitely been up against the uh, stage. It's only in the recent years that they've actually put that barrier there now. Yeah, certainly. So it's become Hi-Fi a Bar was, a, yeah. was certainly a, it was a, they don't do as many, but it was certainly really good. A lot of metal bands and a lot of yeah, punk yeah. and hardcore First bands. First time I saw there. Butterfly Effect and stuff there, it was always there. And it was great because back when you, the only thing that sucked was back when you used to be able to smoke, there was no ventilation in that place. Yeah, yeah, so you there was just like huge haze of smoke so every time you jumped up in the air you pretty much almost got high from it yeah and i'm it, pretty yeah. sure the whole of eddie had stadium was hot boxing at eminem awesome <laughs> well i mean like there were a lot of people smoking at uh the food fighters and like you're not supposed to but, but there was way more smoking yeah. at eminem oh i can imagine yeah. so but even the food, the food fighters was an open age yeah open open, open, air. open air concert that's all right then i think uh, i don't sure. think i don't think it is i think oh, you're okay. probably not allowed to smoke Somewhere like there. Right. Maybe not in like the general admission, especially just because yeah. everyone's packed close. so close. But um, I don't think you're allowed to smoke in sporting yeah. stadiums at all. A lot a lot of festivals these days 
once a few people light up, there's no oh, way security. There's no way security's getting in the pit to get yeah. people out. And like, plus, everyone's bringing their lighters for yeah. the show. It's... And even like Eddie Bedders uh, from Pearl Jam's been known, in, especially here in Melbourne, when someone lit up and security went to uh, throw him out, to basically just stop the music and go, Oi, security guard, stop and have like a whole stadium look at him and go, Let him go. And sort of just go, I don't care if people smoke, let him smoke. Well, I know that Dave Grohl did a couple of things with Bogans that jumped up on stage. That kind of gave me the shits. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, I mean, like, the, you're at a Foo Fighters concert. Yeah. It shouldn't matter how... But you, you bought bad tickets. Yeah. doesn't mean you can go and jump the stage and get rewarded for it. Right. So, basically, this guy was up in the very back because uh, it was at it was at Amy Stadium. So, if you... Oh, Amy Park, is it? Yeah, Amy Park. Amy Park, which is uh, one of the new... Buildings yeah. in the yeah. area, it's, and this was the first time that they. It's like it's like a it's there. like a circular globe-ish it's, building. It's, it's quite new building. Yeah, yeah, it looks quite nice, and it's like the new soccer yeah. as well. So it's full full soccer pitch. So it's like it's not as crowd-wise, it's not big like Wembley Stadium, yeah. but size-wise, you're as far back as you would be at Wembley right. Stadium. So these people are quite far back and up the top, and so they they're quite far away. But Dave Grohl came right up. He has a nice little stage that you can come out three quarters of the way up the pitch. Um, and he was there, and some dudes obviously jumped. And Dave Grohl's seen it. He's playing, playing wheels, and like midway through, he's like, "Hey, what's happening? Security guards! Security guards!" As he's playing, yeah. okay, bring, bring him up here. Bring that kid up here. Right. And so brought the guy up on stage, and he's some some Darrow. Yeah. Ryan so, apparently. Yeah, Ryan. Was, but, uh, Dave couldn't understand what he was saying. Go fuck yourself, Ryan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he got up on stage, and Dave Grohl was like. And he's like, what, why, why did you come up? Why, did you, why, why are you in trouble? He's like, oh, I jumped into the crowd. It's like, why did you do that? Because I'm in the shitty seats. It's like, this man's got the shitty seats. It's kind of annoys me because I think, I think Dave Grohl played up, to the, played up to the Bogan crowd. Yeah. And like the problem is he's Bogan rock here, but I don't think over in the US they're Bogan rock. No, well, he I said, think they're yeah, more like, hard, hard I love rock. you shitty seats people as much as everyone else or something. Yeah, and he, said he swore a lot more than I would have thought he'd swear in the US. But he was, he was saying, you've got like the best seat in the house now. How do you feel? And yeah. so it's kind of like the crowd was cheering when he's like, yeah, how you feel to be up on stage. And, like, I was kind of with you there. Like, oh, why don't you, you know, the guy's not supposed to be jumping the barriers. It's just going to encourage more people to yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of rewarding some dickhead for being a dickhead and for, for not being happy with where he was. Like, yeah. I, I didn't have great seats, but, yeah, I was happy to be there. I yeah. heard on the Saturday night, which was the night after we went, there was, like, a six-year-old girl that got up on stage and was singing with him. That sounds... Better. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a bit cooler. Yeah. Like there was a, there was a mum and a kid in front of me. And they were enjoying themselves, but some stupid fat bitch woman was bumping into them the whole time. <laughs> fucking seriously, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a fat bitch of a woman that's gonna drink, don't fucking bump into the nice mum and daughter yeah. sitting next to you who's there to enjoy a concert. Stop fucking invading other people's room. Yeah. And stand in your fucking seat. Yeah. Buy two seats, fat person. Everyone, everyone. Well, no, I don't mean. Like, no, no, yeah. But I mean. I'm not trying to be mean to her because she was large, yeah. but she was a obnoxious. She was just, yeah, drunk and yeah, she was yeah. just obnoxious. Yeah. Did you? Everyone in the seat seemed to be sitting from where I could. Sit. No, no, everyone was standing where us. Yeah, yeah, we were all standing. Okay, because like I, I didn't want to stand. I was enjoying sitting. Yeah. And then everyone got up and I was like, okay, yeah. So I sat up and I leant back on the seat. So stood up and leant back. Sat down a couple of times and stood up. But I think most people. By, it was, a, it was pretty long. They played yeah. for a while. Yeah, probably about like over two well, and a half hours. The thing that pisses me off, I think it was probably one of the best gigs I've ever been to. Yeah. But I'm going to go for the petty stuff. They played four more songs on Saturday night. Right. Four songs I really wanted to hear. Right. One song my girlfriend was dying to hear. But I can't say they played a short set or anything like that. No, but like, it's still, four songs is, is 
they played for an extra 25, was that 40 their last? minutes. Did you know that? Because yeah. we, we got a lot of extended versions of songs. Like some I of the think songs they did that too. To, I think like, we got, yeah, we got a lot of jamming and a lot of, I think he was maybe a bit overwhelmed yeah. by but, the response because it was 47,000 or 46,500 people. The last, it's always the case though where the last night of a tour in a city, they quite often play a little longer because it's like they're, you know, it's our last time in Melbourne and we're going to keep partying. Like, but yes. he, also, he also said that we don't come all the way from America that often. Yeah. We want to give it the longest show as we can. He's like, we'll play till they tell us to stop. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, maybe the show finished about the same time. He just had more time to play. Maybe, maybe. Well, they, they, they played less songs that night that we were there than they've played at any other concert on this tour. Right. Including played, the US. Played, including I think 24 songs? Or 22. 22, okay. Yeah, and they played 26 and they usually play 23. Right. Sure. Uh, and like, the main, the really frustrating thing, like it was so good, but they skipped the songs I really wanted to hear. See, so I, I really liked the new album and yeah. they skipped Bridges Burning, which is the opening track, which I think is a great way to open a fest, a show. But then again, like All My Life is, is a really good yeah. opener too. You also have to remember that, especially an artist that's been around for as long as they have, and it was a bit like Metallica where we were sitting there going into Metallica going, oh shit, we're going to get all the songs we want to hear. It's impossible to make everyone happy. Well, no, that was but, but, so but the thing is, but the thing yeah. is, they, they they dramatically changed this set compared to every set they've played. Right. They've played roughly the same set every single concert, right. except for that concert. But I think that's good because that rewards. Like I had a lot of people that were a lot of friends that were going both nights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that okay. rewards people who go back yeah, to well, the same show. I couldn't go yeah. both nights because I had an important family dinner that I had yeah. to go to. So it's like, well, it's like expensive as well. But for the diehard fans that yeah. really want to see them, they're not getting the exact same. But I mean, not, not that many people go every night. There might be like a thousand people that can afford to go both nights. Sure, but I don't know. I I still find it hard to complain about. But like then again, the I guess it's, I guess it's nice to say that we saw a completely different set to everyone else. But they, yeah. they played, they didn't, they didn't play Burning Bridges. I should have known which they played. Uh, yeah, I really like that song. Uh, that's a really good song. That's the one where they had the uh, Chris Novus yeah. Novuslak, the the bass Novuselic, yeah. the bass player yeah. from uh, Nirvana, play on that song. Yeah. So they played that. They also played uh, Rosemary's Baby, which is my girlfriend's favorite song. So she wasn't happy that they played that. Do they play night. much of their old stuff? And like they played Long Road to Rome. No, they five. Do they play like their old stuff, like Mikey Ranch, Learn to Fly? Yeah, oh like yeah, they play, they play all yeah, the singles and they play Generator, which they haven't really played very yeah, much. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, they also didn't play, apparently in Perth, they played a Tom Petty cover, which they cool. played with Tenacious D. Yeah, awesome. Which would have been cool. But I guess I, the, the other weird thing was they played two covers. I, I, I love the covers. I yeah. thought they were great. I personally enjoyed them a lot. They played Tie Your Mother Down by Queen and they also played In the Flesh by Pink Floyd. Nice. Which is a really good song. It sounded really good. But the thing is, the wrong crowd in Australia. Like in the US, they probably went off. Yeah. But yeah. in Australia, all these people are like, yeah, next song, play Thunderstruck. I oh, know, down in the general, like I was pretty close to the front. It seemed like there was way more people singing along to that than I expected. Oh, really? Yeah, because like I don't know all the lyrics to that song, but it seemed like everyone around me did. Yeah. So okay. was, it was pretty Because from what I saw, like was we were... Like, I'm just going to, like, this is amazing, amazing stuff for the podcast. Here's a visual picture of where I was sitting. I can um, put it up on Yeah, I'll send it to Ben. So that's where I was. Oh, that's um, not too bad. So that's, too me, bad. See, yeah. that's me yeah. looking at the concert. That's me looking at the um, stage there. But, it's uh, like, but I, could, I could see right out. So I could yeah. see the whole pit. And most of the pit was standing still, not yeah. moving. Whereas previous songs, most of the pit was jumping around. I'm sometimes amazed, though, when a band does a cover... And you and everyone knows the lyrics, and you're like, "Have I missed this here?" And yeah, like, you, you think that you that's tell people, on an album. Yeah, and you tell people what song they played outside of the concert. Like, nah, I never fucking heard. Um, so what? What's what song did Metallica play? Uh, Bre- uh, it was one of the songs by Bread Fan. 
And I was I've like, had a bread yeah, man. exactly. That's what everyone says. Yet everyone in the crowd, except for me and Ben, seem to know the fucking maybe, song. Maybe it's very much related to Metallica. Maybe yeah, they're like, they, Metallica play, was involved. they tend to play a cover of people who inspired them to be them. They've got, well, they've got Garage Inc., which is a full cover album, pretty much. Yeah. So it may have been one of the songs on there. Uh, it might have been, actually, yeah, you, you're right. It might have been one of the ca- songs that came up there. Because certainly I've... They've got some... Metallica have done some great covers. They've got a, a Merciful Fate, that yeah. song, which is a mashup of a lot of Merciful Fate songs, yeah. which is quite clever because I quite like Merciful Fate. I still think, uh, and it's really surprising, one of the best covers I've actually heard. It's the case of one of the best covers I heard live at a concert was actually at a Linkin Park concert doing a Nine Inch Nails song. Where it was one of those ones... Well, that'd be perfect for that crowd. Of course. That's pretty much the same band. It was one of those things where it's like, they took that person's song, but really made it their own. And that's what I love, is when Metallica does a cover and makes it their own. You know what I mean? And takes something that's really Well, yeah, there's a lot of... Metallica even covered, like, talking about the Misfits. Metallica have covered the Misfits, and I don't... I don't like the original that much, but I don't even like the cover that much. But it was like uh, Chris Cornell earlier this year doing a live acoustic set, doing the song Everybody Hurts. And we'll just yeah, like, actually had a look at um really what that set list was on setlist.fm yeah. and quite quite a long set list. It was a lot of songs, huge. And, yeah, and, he played tons. Of stuff. And that's actually slightly off as well because what happened about halfway through his concert, he went, "All right, screw it, let's just take some requests." And people were just yelling stuff out to him, and he was playing it. So it was actually quite good. He did a couple of Michael Jackson songs, live acoustic. Chris Cornell doing a Michael Jackson cover was. Awesome, because he made it his. It wasn't just trying to play that song. And that's what I really love when an artist takes that on. Before we move on to Eminem, I did want to mention that between the encore at Foo Fighters, I thought that was really cool how they got the crowd going with Dave and the drummer. They were doing that night vision Uh, video. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, that was... So they got... It was obviously played at every concert because they were wearing different clothes than what they were wearing. And like he he was wearing a white shirt. Yeah. And he walked off stage and walked onto stage... But he was wearing a black shirt when he walked. So I knew. It. So you think it was like pre-recorded? It was. Pre- it was certainly pre-recorded. It was still pretty cool though. So basically, don't yeah, and it worked out well. But like, well, he did a lot of. He did a lot of ah as the crowd was cheering, and then they started booing after he was like ah. So yeah. It was so certainly pre-recorded, but it was quite clever. It was basically trying to uh, just rev get, the crowd up. Yeah, get, see how many uh, songs the crowd could push them to do for encore. And so he's holding out like a certain amount of fingers and then the crowd's like, yeah. And then he like puts up another finger and the crowd goes everyone crazy. Well, what it was, was Dave was like, one, one song, one song. And everyone's like, yeah, one song. And Taylor was like, two. And then, ah. <laughs> and then Dave was like, no, no, one song, one song. Bro. Yeah. And then Taylor's like, the, the Dave's like, okay, two songs. And, and then Taylor's like, three. And, then, yeah. and it went, went up to up to seven. Right? Yeah, they got to seven songs. Everyone loses their shit. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Like people went crazy. Like it so many more bogan stories about people in the crowd. But there was some woman in front of me that was, she was going, Oh my God, they're not going to play four songs! <laughs> <laughs> she was going nuts. It's like that bogan voice. We are so fucking elitist. That's all right. But um, Also, I thought Tenacious D were really awesome as well. Yeah, they were really good. They forgot the lyrics to one of their songs. I assumed that that was a joke. Me too. But I think it wasn't. It wasn't, because I talked to my friend who went the next night and he said that they played the whole thing. Okay. Because they did all these... There's a song called Death Star, I think, was it? Yeah, it was Death Star, which apparently is one of their new ones. And they did another new song, Roadie, which... Yeah, Roadie, yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't play anything at all from Pick of Destiny. Did they yeah, play okay. Kickapoo? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd gone and bought food at... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I didn't miss anything. You bought Damn, that's food a good song. at a concert. Scammed. Yeah, well, I mean, we were hungry. But the yeah. problem was, like, I came straight from work, and oh, Steph, okay. actually, the thing was, 
Steph, my girlfriend, she was coming straight from work. She lives, she works pretty far out, so she yep. had to cut the train already, always in, all the way in. And by the time she got there, it was about ten past six, and I really wanted to see fucked up. Right. So we were catching the train in. I mean, we were, we were walking down, and as I got there, fucked up were playing their first song, and I love that song. Yeah. And so I had to had to run in to listen to it. Right. Interesting thing about fucked up was the lead singer got in front of the in front of the step down onto the where the fence was for all the people. Then climbed up into the into the pit and for the whole concert walked around yeah. the entire mosh pit the whole time. There's, um, Did you get there in time for that, Ben? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did he give him, give you a high five? No, I was a bit further back than him, and also the front of the uh, general admin was separated into two areas yeah. because of the stage because there was you know the platform running down the middle. Yeah, and so I think he was on the other side for the most of the time. Well, he walked all the way around from memory. Okay, well, but then he went because he was certainly in front of me for quite a while, and then he went all the way back around the other way. Because it was in the middle of the crowd, it was kind of hard to yeah, tell. So what, what was happening with the, cause the pit was separated into two parts. Well, it was just because there was the stage for well. So how did how, to run could you through. go through either part? You could go into either side at the start. Once I think it got to capacity, then you were stuck in your side. You couldn't go out and then back into the other side once. Because that's frustrating. If you need to take a piss or something like that, or want to get a beer, yeah. How do you get back into the area? You you either I didn't try it either, but there was a sign saying that there could be you know, they'd stop letting people in at a certain point. So I think that people just stayed in that area. I know a lot of people just walked in because we were sitting at a stage where we could see people. They just walked in. Well, that's... I certainly just walked in at the start. But, uh, like, I don't know if you wanted to go in. Well, later, even at the end, I was just walking in. I forgot the okay. guts. Also, um, uh, at the start, while Fucked Up were playing, uh, where we were was where all the, all the bands come up from. And um, Jack Black had just come out and was basically standing in front of us watching the watching them play. Oh, that's awesome. And his band were in the crowd and his band came through. Like, his band were fucking incredible looking. One of the, the, the guitarists was like straight out of the 70s, like yeah. had the yeah. long, long curly black hair with the bandana on, with the with the t-shirt, with the, the tight the jacket. Jean, yeah. The, like, I don't think he was wearing a denim jacket, yeah. but he had the, he had the flared. Like, like, tight flared jeans and the awesome mustache <laughs> and the aviators on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jack Black was just standing there watching right. in the crowd. No that's one cool. was bothering him. But yeah, to finish the story, they did a whole lot of bits where before the second song, they did the thing where Kyle quit the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then they played the Dude, I Totally Miss You track and mm. then he comes back in. And so they had all these little skit, skits. And yeah, so, so that, that's why I kind of thought that, that yeah. the song was a skit. And so he's like halfway through this song, is um, just before he's talking about, yeah, you all love the environment, we've got to do to protect it all. And then he starts singing about the Death Star. Mm. And then about halfway through, he kind of just stops. And he's like, what's he was like, wait, 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 yeah. wait, stop, stop. <laughs> how does the next part go? And Carl's like, chick, chick, chick. he's like, I know how the fucking guitar goes. Yeah. Tell me how the lyrics go. He's like, wasn't it something about having sex with all your friends? He's like, no, no. And then he's like, the one, two, three. And they just start playing. Well, no, he, he was like, that's right. That's right. And he plays, they play for, they played for what? Another 15 seconds. But like after he counts him in, he's like, well, you think that's just going to make me remember <laughs> yeah, the line? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's being really funny. Yeah. And then he just stops for like, 30 seconds. I'm like, this is going on way too long for it to be a bit. Okay, yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's off our new album. We have to it's go a new song. Next song. Yeah, yeah next you won't song. hold it against us, guys, will you? And so, well, like, was that was that a joke or did he actually really forget? But yeah, apparently he did forget. It, it was pretty funny, the Carl quitting the band part. Yeah, I thought it was like, good. This is the biggest stage we've ever played and you're climbing it up over there with your climbing <laughs> fingers. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah. But I, thought, I think all three bands, I, we didn't see the first opening, opening act. No, nah, me neither. But all three bands played... Really well. I think I think uh, fucked up suffered from the fact that it's screaming and 
moving around in the pit so much, lost connection at points. Yeah. And also the um, holding the mic in the incorrect spot, a lot of the singing wasn't picked up. And I think they also turned on and off the mic for certain points because he was certainly talking to people and he couldn't hear it. Maybe uh, he was just okay. talking quietly or something. Or his lip syncing. No, it wasn't lip syncing because yeah. like a lot of stuff cut out. Right. Yeah. Um, we should move on as well at some point and get on to some of the other topics. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. This is this is the uh, Tumbleweed show we can talk about. Oh, okay, cool. So it'll be a three-hour set. Cool. <laughs> so have you seen any movies? Well, wait, wait, hang on. Eminem. Oh, yeah, sorry. So to finally get to that, that was an awesome uh, concert as well. And basically he played maybe about almost an hour and a half, I'd say. Right. And he played, like, he's got the same kind of thing happening where there's just so many songs that it's impossible to get yeah. everything you want to hear. But uh, he played shorter versions of a lot of tracks. Oh, okay. And so you kind of got more, more things. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, with, um, he did a medley towards the end of My Name Is, Thrill Slim Shady, and... Uh, one of the songs that was along those lines. That... I, I think with those sort of songs, you can get away with it. But uh, there have been bands in the past that have done that. Like, I remember Mike went to, one of my friends went to Corn back in the day. Yeah. And they pretty much did a medley of everything from Father the Leader. And just did all the their top songs in like a five minute medley and then ended that. <laughs> and everyone was just like, like, we're out guys. Like, yeah. what? What just happened? And everyone was like, get fucked. Come back and play the songs we actually want to hear. You know, no one likes your new stuff, so... Yeah, well, certainly with Eminem, he's got enough that he doesn't have to pat it out. Yeah. And there was another medley where it was kind of like the slower song, so it combined Airplanes, you yeah. know, B.O.B. and Hayley Williams, and Stan, and just like some more of his softer stuff like that, which they all worked really well as well. So it was cool to see like a good variety. And he played, he, Little Wayne was supporting him. So I thought maybe he would come out on stage because they've got a couple of songs together. Yeah. And so certainly Lil Wayne did a song for his uh, support act that Eminem features on. And Eminem sung a song that Lil Wayne features on, but they didn't cross over or anything. Right, like okay. But apparently in the Sydney show they did. Oh, okay. So, they, yeah, because I was kind of hoping, just secretly at the uh, Foo Fighters scenes, that Dave Grohl would be drumming for Tenacious D. Well, apparently... When he was in Melbourne last time, Dave Grohl was on the drums, but yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't do this concert. Fair enough. Yeah, no, both, both good awesome concerts. concerts, definitely worth And if you missed them, well, too late, they're already gone. So Sorry, just, I stepped out for a minute. Did You mentioned that Eminem, um, I think he did it in all concerts, but he spoke a lot about being sober for the first time on this tour. At the start of the concert, because the album's called Recovery, and his last one was Relapse, they kind of did a little spiel about that. So it was like in 2005. Velcro, <laughs> the man's toy. <laughs> so in 2005, Eminem, you know, released this album and he's on, on recovery kind of talks shit about Relapse. He's not happy with it by the sounds of it. Right. Um, what, he, the music on it? Yeah. And so he only played one song from that album, which was uh, 3AM, which is probably one of the better songs. Well, that's the, is that the album that has like, like, um, it's got beautiful... ass like that and stuff like that? No, I think that's even the one before that. Okay. But yeah, it had like this big thing um, about Eminem's kind of time off where it was like he, you know, got into drugs and basically gave up touring for five years and then finally released this long-awaited recovery album and you are here to witness his recovery. And then when that went on the screen, everyone like kind of went crazy. And... Until he makes relapse too. Well, he did relapse refill. So that's kind of close enough. He already did relapse too, basically. But yeah, that no, was uh, awesome. And 
yeah, the crowd was going sick and that was probably the biggest concert I've ever been to. There's so many people. That stadium is huge. Which one was it? Etihad. Oh, it was it Etihad, was yeah. it? Bloody hell. So even like compared to Foo Fighters is yeah. massive. Yeah, well, Etihad would be bigger. Yeah, so it was, was, was you? I'm assuming you were in the pit. Yeah, we were, but because... Was it too big for you? Do you think you were... You certainly didn't get as much of an experience because you were so far back? Yeah. So and, and how... Like, can you imagine how bad it is for the people seated? Because I really think a lot of these... Like, these big concerts at places like that, they're just too big. Well, the thing about it was there's the lose yourself zone is what they called it. Yeah. And they're the very front tickets. So you basically had to pay double the price and you could get within like the first 50 meters or something, which is kind of, you know, how close I was for Foo Fighters just with the regular tickets. And certainly I saw a friend's just photo on Facebook from, she was right there at the front of general admission and she was still quite a while away. So if you paid the extra price, you got your money's worth. But where we were, just because you're so far back you could go anywhere in the general admission, but there's so many people in front of you that you could barely see the stage. And they've got the big massive screens and everything, but you kind of have to, if, especially if there's a few tall people in front of you, you kind of have to jump up to see anything. So what we ended up doing was just going back to the seats and because they're elevated more, you're not all on the same level and you can actually see more. So the seating for that one might've actually been better. Yeah, it's true. So it, it just really depends, but... Speaking of AFL matches, I've always found that the second level up is always really good mm. at Etihad Stadium. Yeah, well, certainly when Eminem came out, he did his first song and then he uh, shines the light on the crowd. And he's like, holy shit, I didn't even see all you people up top just because that stadium's massive. There's yeah. you know, so many people even up the top level. Yeah, I miss my, my medallion club seating at the uh, Etihad. Yeah, he's got $3,000, $6,000 to pay for seats for half a year of yeah. football. Uh, it was eight for eight seats. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ridiculous. ridiculous. All right. Anyway, um, so we're about somewhere in the forty-plus region. <laughs> yeah, we, can, right. we can maybe move on to something else. Perhaps. Okay. Well, can I say what I've been up to? Because I think it's kind of important. Both me and Ben have been doing it as well. Anyway, which is uh, finally the three DS after what nine months being out got some fucking games. Yeah. 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 So we've got. What uh, are you talking about? It's had. Zelda, oh, that's another no, game. Um, Starcraft, uh, Starcraft, oh, that's an old game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dead or Alive, which is basically the same. Dead or Alive, oh, that's a port. Yeah, yeah. Rayman, port, Ghost Recon. Well, I'm not even sure if you could. What's well, a Ghost Recon game. game, so I don't think yeah. it counts, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've finally got Super Mario 3D Land. Um, 3DS, Mark 4, DSi. You got, you got the you title right. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. And uh, we also got Super Mario Kart 7. Which I can't believe we're up to seven Mario Karts now. It blows me away. Well, especially despite none of the other titles having a number in the name. Yeah, but they're both good. Really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact they got Super Mario 3D Land from uh, a certain retailer in Australia, brand new, and it had a save game on it that was completely completed. Well, well I believe that retailer allows their, their staff to take the games home early, yes. don't they? Well, yeah. they allowed them to apparently... Borrow, borrow them games. so they can, I guess, know what they're talking about. Yeah. So which I, I, that's a good thing, but yeah. maybe don't sell them as brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I may have, may or may not have met, left a message on the Facebook page of this retailer. Just not aggressive or anything to say. You know, it sort of sucks to think I'm buying a new game and getting something like that. And they got a message back going, "Can you tell me who's me it was, and we can find out who it was?" And I was <laughs> like, "No, I'm not getting anyone in trouble." I just saying that it's it kind of sucks. But it does have the me attached. To oh it, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, interesting. All I know is the dude's got a goatee. 
All right, well, we're on the lookout. <laughs> well, I think just about everyone that works at EB has some sort of raggy yeah, goatee on goatee it. Goatee or ponytail, I tend to find. Yeah, I've, I've seen a fair few of those. You said EB, and we're trying to avoid saying the retailer's name. <laughs> EB, how about you? Do your fucking job and not let people take home their games so that they can corrupt those games before they use it. And yeah. plus, EB could stand for anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, nonetheless, entertainment's boutique. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm not. What like, is it? Electronics boutique. Electronics, Electronics boutique. Okay. Um, I'm not actually all that fussed by it in the end. Like, there's three saves. I points. am. I will be outraged for you. But it's the attitude of this. There's three saves on that disc, and now I've actually got one that's completed. So it's that sort of thing of it. It didn't actually take away from my ability. And if I wanted to, I'd so he complete completed the game. Yeah, but for some reason, I I decided to buy both at the same time rather than picking up that one first, which was stupid. But no, okay. So both of these games are very very good. In fact, I, I actually reckon this is probably the best Mario Kart to date. Yeah, I think I gave it a go before, and certainly the the, the lack of the lack of the rubber band effect. Yeah. A lack of band effect, whatever they call it, made yeah, a big difference banding. to me. Pardon? Rubber banding. Rubber banding. Yeah. yeah. The lack of that effect certainly was a positive for me that uh, yeah. I got into front, and I was in front for I think two laps on the race, one of the races we played, and I didn't get hit by anything that would draw me yeah. back to the pack. Yeah, they certainly toned down the blue shells. Which and there's not a the... thousand red shells yeah, when, yeah, you're yeah. At, when you're at that point. Which after the Wii version, that was probably the most frustrating thing about it because you could be winning for a, the whole last lap and then get double blue shelled on the finish line and come in last, yeah. Yeah. which is rough. So they certainly made it. Like in you know the four or five Grand Prix that I've played, I've only got hit a couple of times by blue shells rather than several times per yeah. race in the Wii one. I think okay. Super Mario 3D Land is going to be a bit short. Yeah, yeah set, it does look huge. Maybe about an hour and a half into it, and I'm already at least maybe halfway through the game. But, you know, there, was, there certainly seems to be a lot of content. Yeah, so they added the coin collection thing from the new Super Mario Brothers yeah. Wii. So basically every level's got three hidden coins that kind of adds to the replayability and that kind of thing. They've always had hidden coins. Although they've had big coins, you've got to oh, yeah, five no, yeah. big but coins that are hard to collect. In this oh, case, you can... Uh, some of the early ones. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have it in Galaxy and stuff. Like no, not Galaxy, but in the Game Boy one. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, in Galaxy, they had like certain... I think they had like five red coins or something like that. Yeah, yeah. but they're, they've still got those as well. They're like If you get oh, okay. those, you get extra life and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But these are actual coins that at the end of the... You go back to all level and it says you've found two out of the three or so forth. Okay. And you hit certain points in the game where... It will say, if you've got 15 coins, you can do this bonus level. If not, continue on. Okay. So there's a, a bit of that. Yeah, And it's, it's, a, it's a great game. It uses the 3D functionality really, really well. Um, so, yeah, I thought that looks yeah. really good. And they added those extra kind of levels where it's you have to have the 3D turned yeah. on, basically. Which, um, I still don't know how well that works. Because to, it's kind of hard to explain, but... Basically, it's a level where there might be a lot of clouds or blocks. Yeah. And so if you've got the 3D off, it just looks like a 2D plane. Yeah. And then if you turn the 3D on, certain ones will pop out at you. And so from the perspective, you might have to jump if close to the behind. screen yeah. Yeah. rather than just straight across. Yeah. And so it's so easy uh, just not see that properly and hit the bottom of a cloud or jump off the side yeah. and miss it. And I still, even with the 3D on, oh. I'm having trouble yeah. deciphering that kind of stuff. I still have a bit of issue with the 3D because even though it's not colour-based 3D, my, me being colourblind still does affect it sometimes. But generally, it's it's fine. And certainly other people that have eyes, like stigmatisms and stuff, can't use the 3D. <laughs> other people that have eyes? Yeah, no, no, that have like stigmatisms in their eye can't use the 3D on a 3DS. Yeah, or well, even on certain conditions, yeah. like in, in the sun, yeah. 
doesn't but work properly. It, as far as I know, those 3D levels are not compulsory to finish the game. And there's, they're not that frequent either. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, something you posted on Facebook before the Star Wars burlesque. Oh, my just, friend posted uh, this too. Okay, I just decided to Google it. <laughs> there's <laughs> some good stuff, fun. but there's there's one of Jabba. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna. You may have to link dive that first. I've already had to link it for insane rambling. So <laughs> <laughs> Jabba. Yeah. And um, the sexy C3PO is also a little disturbing. Yeah, there's some odd odd things on the nipple. That's for sure. Oh, they're they're tassels. But the um, face is gross. I wouldn't want that. But um. <laughs> Stormtrooper looks pretty good. Check. Stormtrooper is alright. It's like the most disturbing yeah. thing ever. For those listening, you can check the link on our website, pressx.com.au. Just look for our current podcast. It'll be on the main page. Um, and I can't believe I have now out. two podcasts. Where oh my god, yeah, Sexy yeah. R2-D2. Star Wars Belesque is now a topic. <laughs> sexy R2-D2. Next Finally. Next, yeah, there's, next, like, there's like a girl that's in the R2-D2. Um, Hi, incredible. But... Yeah, so, you know, I haven't been playing many games this uh, week. I've been mostly working on my camper trailer and stuff. But, yeah, those are good. And they're, and they're nice, portable games. And they are ones where you can play five minutes here, five minutes there. Perfect for if you're just sitting on the train or on a bus or something to have fun with. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out the Street Pass stuff as well. Yeah. Because I, I know with Mario Kart you can trade ghosts of your times, basically. Yeah. And Mario, you get new kind of little mini levels yeah in mario 3d land yeah yeah which i haven't experienced that yet because i haven't come across other people with the game but uh theoretically when you know you get in yeah. range you should just be able to trade that kind of stuff automatically even if you're playing something else which is kind of cool yeah yeah no, if... i believe you actually have to have that game on no as long as it's not a regular ds game it oh okay cool. yeah all right fair enough but the console has to be on obviously yeah but uh yeah they're both good games and the graphics look really amazing like, uh, at least as good as the Wii counterparts, if not better. Right. It is a smaller screen, so it's hard to compare. Yeah, oh, yeah but yeah, still, absolutely. just... Full TV just, For a handheld console, yeah. it's uh, yeah, quite it's very nice. Yeah. It's yeah. just... I understand, but it's not, it's not... It wouldn't be hard to make a handheld console look relatively crisp. But I mean, like, compared to just the, the regular DS versions of those franchises. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, well, compared to DS, it looks like yeah. that. Yeah, it's awesome. I wonder whether 3D certainly helps with that. Oh, uh, well, I play quite often in 2D because okay. playing with the 3D on for too long, just my eyes start to feel like shit and certainly don't seem to have much of a problem in 2D and it still looks beautiful in 2D. So, yeah, I'm, uh, it, it's actually the console. This is actually finally proof that the console is actually worth, might be worth buying. Like, I'd have to see a few more games to make it worth. You know, I don't know if there'll be that many soon. It certainly, it'll take till it's twilight before it really gets the gold I think well, well I think we've got Resident Evil coming in yeah. January that's one of the bigger ones yeah. an actual full Resident Evil yeah, yeah. yeah. another so, Mercenaries no. no no so at E3 we got to play a few different 3DS games Resident Evil's up there Kid Icarus was another okay Kid Icarus would be pretty cool yeah, yeah it was just it pretty did cool. hurt my hand after like 10 minutes though. yeah just having a push, odd button use yeah, odd, I've yeah, always found that a bit weird. Yeah, I've always found that the, the, the buttons on the top certainly affect when you've got to use yeah. other buttons as well well it's especially when you're switching between the stylus and the buttons okay. yeah but there's also they're releasing that weird Second analog stick, yeah. so maybe that'll use it. Uh, but yeah, so certainly there are some good games coming, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. At this well, point, it seems like finally we've got some stuff to keep us occupied. Yeah, and and the other thing is, it's still the case if you can still play DS games on it. So this is the only time there's been a reason to pay that extra hundred dollars to go up to a three DS over a DS. But yeah, it, it's it, these two games are very good, but uh, I'm waiting to see something 
you know, some new stuff. And preferably, not another Nintendo franchise. And the Nintendo franchises on Nintendo consoles are always oh, yeah, the best reason to get the system. Absolutely, but sometimes it's those ones that aren't a part of the franchise that sort of are, um, uh, that break the mold. Like, you know, the first time PlayStation 3 or Sony just in general got Uncharted from Naughty Dog. A new IP, fantastic, broke, even though, you know... It's still a first party game. That's still you're saying, new IP now, even though it's... It wasn't then. A new IP even though it's basically Tomb Raider. Yeah, but it's still it's still something new. I don't care if they basically make Zelda into a new type of RPG, but it's just that sort of thing of it's Nintendo haven't different. done that since probably GoldenEye, so yeah. I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. Oh, well, they did Wii Music. Don't forget about that. Yeah, no, no, but like the, <laughs> the Wii itself has had some third-party games. I'm not sure what games you mean then. Oh no, but I just mean like it's. I'm, I'm waiting to see some. Oh, they have third-party games. Yeah, it doesn't mean the third-party games will be any good. No, that's why I'm waiting for a decent third-party game to come out. That's not a part of the. Well, Nintendo Resident Evil. Don't start games. holding your breath, man. Yeah. Well, Resident Evil was quite good to play, so that should be interesting. Um, does that count as third? It's Capcom. But does it count as UIP or? No, no, no. Oh, I don't mean UIP isn't something we've never seen before. I mean something outside of Mario, Zelda, you know, well, Metroid. Game Story is out now. It's yeah. supposed to be pretty good and stuff. So something outside of that. You know, like on my 3DS, I play Hot Shots Golf because it's not just another Nintendo franchise. It's just a golf game. Yeah, but I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can say it's something. No, no. You're using it's a third party, really different. No, it's, no, but it's I mean golf. Well, it, it's, it, it is... It I play is, golf on every fucking console I've ever yeah. owned. It, it is, I play golf in real fucking life. But was it in 3D? No. No, <laughs> no, no. Golf in real life. <laughs> it, it, it's only... It pales in comparison to um, golf but, on uh, No, but on what I mean 3DS. is like... It's, it's something outside of the usual genres sort of thing. And I like, don't know if a sport game is outside of the usual genres, man. No, but usual Nintendo genres. And actually, like Hot Shots Golf is a slightly different... Wii Golf? Yeah, it's yeah. a little different to the usual... Golf game. It has a bit of a quirk to it. Yeah, You've got yeah. Big heads. They've just yeah. they've just had it on about every iteration of yeah. every single of every device. But they've yeah. they've worked on it. So now you've got a bit more control of the ball in midair and stuff like that. You know, just weird little things that make it. I less, doubt you're going to get anything less real. I, I don't think you'll get anything you haven't seen multiple times on something else already. Oh yeah, no, see, but that that's fine. I just want something outside. Like when you have a Nintendo device, quite often. 90% of the games are the Nintendo franchises. I want something... I don't know, if you look at the DS that had, like, crazy amounts of games, Wii not so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 3DS will have lots. They just I can't guarantee you any of them be good. Yeah. Probably it'll be the brain trainers that are the good ones. Yeah. Or something like um, the Professor Layton games. Exactly, and the, yeah. exactly. I'm waiting for something like that. The yeah. Phoenix Wright games are really good on the DS. Hell, they're making those. I'm looking forward to a 3DS, uh, uh, like, a decent 3DS RPG. Like a JRPG... Final Fantasy style. Tales of Abyss, man. Really? Worth it? I haven't started it, but okay. sure. It's yeah. out. It looks good. Like, I'd love to see a Final Fantasy 4 in 3, like, for the 3DS. Well, they just re-released that on yeah, the Yeah, I know, for the so. DS. But I mean, like, not exactly Final Fantasy 4, but that style again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <sighs> Alright. Uh, I've played, out of everything, a lot of Flick Home Run on my iPhone. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I, is pretty fun. I got, like, a trial of that years ago. Well, not years ago, but a while ago. And yeah. never touched it. I played. That's pretty cool. I I see, I'm just going to demonstrate exactly how you do it to these fellas. I played. So I missed. Um, <laughs> but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different balls. And he's like, it's good. To, yeah, it's, it's fun. It keeps me entertained on the train. It can be a is bit hard when it's bumping the around. same as, I think it's Flick Golf, maybe? Maybe. There's one where you, you're playing golf in, like, urban environments, like, across skyscrapers. And you flick it off and you can, like, 
curl the ball down into Oh, no, 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 this is different. This yeah. is this is where the, where the ball comes to you, and it could be a fastball, could be oh, a curveball, okay. could be a, a, right. a dropping ball, a slow ball. It's just a different variety. It's just an interesting right. you know, game for a bit of fun. I, I tried that funky one on yeah. the iPad where you curl the ball over like an oil rig and stuff like that. And that was impressive, like, because it's on the iPhone as well. Impressively good graphics for a mobile device. Well, I think most most iPhone games are pretty damn good. Yeah. Anything that's not a not, not trying to look realistic. Like not pop Then again, there's a couple like uh, some there's some pretty heavy duty stuff that's been released. But Epic did uh, Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade. Infinity yeah, Blade apparently Infinity Blade Two is very yeah for selling very well. But uh, that's really all I've done. I, whatever, done other stuff. Played about an hour and an hour and a half of online on Modern Warfare Three, and it's, it's just not for me. But getting away from that stuff. I've got a nice story about motherfuckers on the train. Uh, right, before, we before we get into this, okay. I did yep. have something yep. to add to your money ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you go see it? Yeah, I saw it yesterday uh, or Saturday. Enjoyed? I did. I thought it was cool. Um, and it wasn't in full widescreen. Wasn't? No. Okay, so I, I don't think it was filmed in full widescreen for whatever reason. <sighs> I may not be able to like that film then. <laughs> I, I, I could still enjoy it despite not having an extra but couple of inches still, on the side. But it just misses out on something? Well, we, we saw it in a smaller cinema because of yeah, that. Uh, well, yeah, again, you saw it in a small cinema. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see it in a big cinema and see if it's yeah. different. I don't think it'll ever be screened. Maybe because it's what? a Money baseball ball. movie. No, Moneyball's at like VMAX and all the rest. It's at all the Village and Hoyts. It's, yeah, it's at all of them, but it doesn't mean it's in there big cinema yeah like yeah, I, said, yeah, I can't imagine with Twilight out at the moment it'll ever get screened in the big cinema well it was already it's only been out for about three weeks and it was already relegated to the movie of the week which is like $10 sessions yeah, yeah but it's, it's not as much as it's got Brad Pitt it's not it's not the Brad Pitt film yeah it's, oh, it's surprising the, though it's got a good cast and yeah but it, it's still it's an intellectual film more than anything yeah it doesn't and it's a sport film faster. about an American sport yeah so I think that's probably the biggest thing letting it down in Australia because Brad Pitt, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, and it's written by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. It's like an amazing lineup. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I was just surprised that. It's just not going to be a blockbuster uh, in Australia. No, yeah. not in Australia. It's made, it's made its money back. Yeah. Which is all it needed to do, really. Yeah. But yeah, worth checking out. But yeah, these motherfuckers on the train. This is, uh, I, might, I might say C words here because they were ridiculous. So, okay, to set this, paint this scene. About to get on the train. Oh, okay, so my. Epping Line train, my first train is cancelled. They run three three trains in the six o'clock hour, peak time. Right. They run a six ten. Yep. Six twenty three. No way. And a six forty. Totally. They, they also they also run a fifty fifty three or something mm-hmm. like that. But that one doesn't really count because that's late. So the six ten cancelled, which is awesome. Cancelled. So one of the peak hour trains is cancelled. So then the twenty four finally arrives. This is a particular station. These are the times. And so the train train rolls up and it is fucking packed. But you're lucky that train before. that's you know every ten minutes or so. Whereas the Hurstbridge trains that I have to catch, they run well all the way to Hurstbridge. It's every forty minutes. All the way to Eltham is only twenty minutes in between. So doesn't bother me because I'm in Clifton Hill Station. Yeah, you get to get off of them. all of them. It's great. Well, how many times? How many times are you catching the train in from city home after work? Oh, well, oh <laughs> that's harsh. When I get a shift at Peter Rollins, but at the moment it's been yeah. quiet. Yeah, so well, every day, which is awesome. Yeah, fucking annoying. Um, right, so, so okay, so the train is absolutely fucking packed. I think that's the point. So that many we people. To get and to. so I'm, I'm, people are like there's this four, four or five people that want to get on this stop, and we're pushing there's people no room, in, yeah, just cramming in. We get in, we're, we're stuck on the wall, and I look over, and these two fucking cunts 
I'm using the Jeff phrase here from Rooster Tooth because fucking assholes have got their motherfucking bikes on the fucking train uh, during fucking peak hour. That's not allowed, is it? Oh, it, it's, there's no law against it. There's no real... They don't police it. But fucking hell, that's like eight people that could stand in that spot and these two fucking cunts have their fucking bikes. If you've got a fucking bike, ride your fucking bike. It's not hard. you got a fucking bike. How or, hard is it to ride? Or lift it up onto one wheel at least. Or something no, taken. just don't get on the fucking train in peak hour. It's not hard. Oh, no, listen, there are some people who take bikes in the sense of they ride to the station, which is a decent, maybe a decent distance to them because they're not near a station, and then take it in. But well, chain up your bike, buy a cheap bike and chain yeah. it up. Don't take it on the train in peak hour yeah. because in peak hour, the trains don't run as frequently as they need to in Melbourne. So yeah. it's not great Say. How about you have a bit of respect for the other people? And they're sitting there laughing about how full the train is while they are taking up a majority of a section yeah. that is standing only. But so they would have had to get on the train before it got... Yeah, yeah well, they would, have got on it, they would have got on Flinders Street so Station or something like that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I hate cyclists, but from a driver's perspective of hating cyclists... No, they, they um, can ride and they can cruise yeah. and they can take their time, but don't catch a peak hour yeah. train with your bike because it is disrespectful but for dude, everyone else who doesn't have a yeah. bike to ride. You can't ride from the city to uh, to Epping each day, for instance. It's a fairly long hike. Well, no, you can ride from the city I, to I, I, I three quarters of the yeah. way in. You could ride it to where I live in Thornbury yeah. and catch a relatively clear train from I, that I, point I on. do believe if you're going to take a bike, at least up it up, put it up on one wheel. You know how you lift it up, so that way it's only taking one person. Well, I've yeah. even seen yeah. people that basically dismantle the bikes. Yeah. Now. Yeah, like no. there's, I guess, new ones that kind of fold up. And yeah, stuff. but certainly yeah. even if you just put it up on one wheel, that's that, that shows time. some consideration. Why are you defending these people? Oh, don't get me wrong. Cyclists, to me, are just moving, moving speed humps because I've got a four-wheel drive and all they're going to do is puncture a tyre. Yeah, so I'm, um, I'm sorry to anyone that's offended by using the C word, but that's the best way to describe them, yeah. basically. And also, on that train, there was a woman that had eight bags of groceries on the floor and standing back while she was covering off a section of the, She's of the defending train. defending her zone. Defending her zone of eight bags of groceries. Fuck, I hope she had eggs there. I'll just smash those eggs everywhere. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like it's a peak hour train. A train's been cancelled before. Use your brain. Bit of respect for the people. Well, usually in that scenario, people just like fight their way on and move that shit anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think most of the people... I've, I've seen people... Right. Also this yeah. morning, some little woman, some little Asian woman comes on the train. So I'm holding onto one of the... One of the spots on the back of the seats. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's the rails above. Rail. Yeah, the guy yeah. next to me is holding onto the rail above. Other guy's holding onto the rail above. I can't get on, so I'm holding that spot on the ground. Yeah. She comes in, holds onto one rail, pushes my hands off and grabs the other rail. I, Excuse me. Yeah. And she's, oh, 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 push her hand off and take the rail back. Yeah. She might be an old lady. She doesn't get two rails. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if I'm not holding a rail and I fall into her and crush her? Yeah. That's on her. You may be an old lady, but I'll kill you, bitch. <laughs> Bit of respect. Yeah, There's you no might respect accidentally fall. And, uh... <laughs> also, also today it was so busy because three trains have been cancelled that uh, the guy next to me, the train doors pushed him across me, nearly knocking me over because it was so full. Yeah, it's. it's I can't believe how busy really. the trains have been. It's really, really poor on yeah. the transport in Victoria that that they run so little see, trains and peak hour yeah, trains get cancelled. See, that's your problem. It's not the cyclists as much as it is the. It's well, still the cyclists. Yeah, I shouldn't yeah. be catching the pinot trains. Well, as soon as you get one cancelled, it's like a massive chain reaction. Yeah. So the next one is doubly. But cool. we're still talking about a, a country where we're what the third most expensive public transport system for a city in the world. Probably the most. I don't know. I can't I imagine. I think we're number three on the list, and we don't. Yeah, maybe behind like North Korea, where no one catches the <laughs> trains have to charge as much as they can. And we have fuck all trains running. Like there's always. It's not as bad as it could be, but it's certainly not good enough for the city of our size. 
yeah. how come how come New York and Hong Kong and London can run these on time trains, perfectly run trains, with a lot more people catching them? Because they've got a lot more people catching. Well, them. I think they've also got the stuff, the infrastructure yeah, already yeah. built. They've got because there's so many more people paying. Well, tax. they've got underground. We're above ground. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what we. We're fucked up already. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of late to go and yeah. build that but stuff. But also, you take, you know, 40 million people in a single city's tax and put it some into the transport system. Well, I don't know how some... much tax... But tax isn't getting spent on transport. No, no, I guarantee I mean, you that. Like, but how much money did they spend on, you know, the Mikey tickets and stuff yeah, like that? They could have put that That was fuck-ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the, the main problem with the Mikey tickets, if anyone doesn't... Anyone maybe listening outside of the country, which is that, that, that one person. They have the Metro Pass in LA. They have the... They have the Oyster tickets in okay. Hong Kong. Okay, yeah. But basically, what it is, it's a it's a card that you carry around with you that you Swap. buzz on and buzz off pretty much. Yeah. And it's quite expensive to use. And uh, not everywhere has the, it's, it's, the things we can purchase on each side. I think most of them do now. Yeah, uh, some of them only have still, coins. It's still cheaper than the paper tickets based on our price. It so is cheaper than paper. It is. No, it is. It is. It it's... Is. um. Well, the thing, it's supposed to be whatever is the cheapest option for you automatically. Yeah. But the thing I had with, for a monthly, it was only $5 more I worked out. Yeah. And the fact that you have to buzz off, it's so annoying. Like, half the time it doesn't work. Well, there's not that many. Yeah. There's only two at each, maybe, maybe it's not even so two. It's so funny watching so you, like... So, you can have, like, you can have, like, seven people standing in line, 20 exactly. people standing in line waiting to buzz on and off. So funny watching, like, 200 people filter through, like, the one Mikey swipe off. Oh, you, you, you push it yeah, multiple times. Day, yeah. But the other thing is like you could be behind five people for a regular ticket and then the Mikey person just tries and you always have to wait for them because yeah. they're trying to get it to a scan it doesn't register and then they just give up and walk away. You and wanna, it must have delays up. me like every morning. You want to really fuck with the Mikey card? I've, I just wipe my wallet because I've got it in my wallet there yeah. and I've got three Mikey cards in my wallet it fucks up that system so bad. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's so fun. No, it would just charge you. like No, because it just gets error and then the gate's open. Yeah, I doubt it. <sighs> Call your bluff, kid. Anyway, so back to news, something that's really kind of interesting. So Frank Darabon's script of what was supposed to be Indiana Jones 4 has been released online. Yeah. Well, he's got got a couple there. I don't know why. You'd have, why would have you, why would you have multiple Medkey Mikey cards? One's Erica's. Why she, are you carrying her card? She doesn't live in Australia anymore. Well, why not put it in the fucking house on your desk or something she like that? She topped it up with 500 bucks before she left and then went, oh, well, you might as well use it. Then why carry yours? <laughs> because I've got money on buying as well. Then why just... not use one until you run out and use the other until you yeah, run out it's... rather than carrying both? Because I'm retarded. We, we <laughs> don't argue with that. <sighs> okay. Okay. Calming down now. Derailed. Calming down. I derailed the conversation. Let's not talk about this anymore. Oh, okay. We're not talking about this anymore because it's just going to make me angry. Beer. So let's More talk beer. about Indiana Jones four, the movie I didn't see because I didn't want to. Wait, wait, wait. Which one's four? The Christmas Skull. Yeah. Piece of shit. Well, we're not talking about the actual movie. What we're talking about is Frank Darabont, who directed Shawshank Redemption, also developed The Walking Dead. His screenplay that was rejected by. Um, well, ended up being rejected by Lucas after, I believe, Spielberg and Ford were happy with it. I think they would have been happy with anything. Um, <laughs> Money. The, yeah, exactly. That happened with the dollars that were coming in from it. Uh, and was rejected by Lucas. It's now available online. Yeah. Right. I read about the first page and thought, it sounded pretty crappy, to be quite honest. Uh, okay. I thought it was pretty poorly. Couldn't have been as bad as Crystal Skull. It was like, it was like Indy says, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> and then... And then <laughs> Those damn kids these days was basically the opening line. So I was like, I'm not reading. And then turns around and goes, "Yo, man, you're crazy." It was, ba- it was pretty close to these damn kids these days was the opening line. Oh Jesus! I, I 
I haven't uh, read it. I just thought it was interesting. But Frank Darabont, he's done some good stuff, so I would have thought that... Well, he's pretty... Like, like bar Shawshank Redemption, he's pretty action-orientated, I think, from memory. Reading these scripts, sometimes it does come across more cheesy than it could be on the actual screen. Yeah, I guess on the screen it's going to be different. But yeah. the, the writing, especially the audio part of the writing, certainly didn't sound superb. Yeah, the dialogue. Of the well, it might have been... Wow, amazing English language well, work by me. it might have been me. just the first draft, it's hard to say. But I, I think the fact that you can read the whole script is kind of cool. I'd still be interested in well, at least like checking it out. Back in, I think it was uh, the early 90s, a early release script of Terminator 3 was actually leaked mm. and that read like a piece of shit rather than the marvel that Terminator 3 actually turned out to be uh, do you mean Terminator um, 2? no no, no. <laughs> I'm Terminator, sure 3. You're talking... Terminator 3 <laughs> no I'm joking Terminator 3 was horrible but I mean it's in the original was it, script was it the was same even worse? script like was it was... yeah they just worked on it worked on yeah. it worked on it because you can still see some of the original storyline but they redid a lot of it because they gave Arnie some new catchphrases and all sorts of horrible it's stuff. It's interesting that occasionally this stuff does happen and uh, like either the script's leaked before the movie comes out or like an early version of the script. Yeah. And it's just cool to see what could have been, basically. Yeah, well, Darabon's a pretty minor director. Oh, he's done a small amount, but he's a big big name director and I'm, I'm, I was completely off with the action stuff. I'm thinking of someone else. Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, The Mist are the main three and then Working on The Walking Dead. So the mist well, wasn't he great. Was working on the Walking Dead. Yeah, the mist wasn't great, mist but, was uh, but Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption are both yeah. very good films. But they're also those sort of really dark, somber, sort of confronting yeah, style films. Yeah, well, they're, they're realist, realistic films. Yeah, they get too peg-holded sometimes as being. If you get a director that does does only those sorts of films, it's like, how fucked up are you? Why don't you just make something a little less bleak? Yeah. Yeah. So so basically, the first thing that Indiana Jones says is, "Damn kids!" Yeah, right. There you go. And then he talks to, to his, his friend. Blood. He talks to his friends who has a rush who laughs as he gets out of the passenger seat and has a Russian accent and says, "American kids, Indy, have fun. You should take a lesson." We should we should just reenact this. Yeah, script, right? yeah. <laughs> we should so do it. It's like um, it's sounding they, a lot like um Roman Velik from yeah, yeah. GT. <laughs> that's my that's Nico, my Mikazo. <laughs> Come, we go bowling. Mikael. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like oh, what are those uh, sound? There's sort of like sound review things where you can download a them. soundboard. No, no, and you watch them. The idea is you watch the movie and start the basically. The oh, movie like movie. kind of one of those uh, riff tracks. For, yeah, riff tracks. Yeah. That's the ones I'm thinking of. Uh, like I know. Uh, IG, no, not IGN. Um, the Game Sprite debriefings did one back in the day for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Secret of the Ooze. We should so just do one of those, but take the script from that version, <laughs> Indiana Jones, and dub it over the new. Yeah, dude, there's some amazing stuff in the first two pages. So then Yuri goes on. This is there's all this other stuff that probably frames it a lot better than this. But Yuri says, "I love America. I love ham." I'm <laughs> telling you now. <laughs> I love hamburgers. I love a French fries. Why off now? I love a French fries. We went to Mario. Ketchup. It's a miracle. <laughs> I said it way, way, way. I'm, awesome. I'm going to stop. I can't. This is the so, uh, radio ketchup. Drama. It's a miracle. Um, in my country, such things do not exist. Here's ketchup everywhere. As much as you want. In my country, ketchup. And then waitress you. goes, <laughs> "One more coffee, hun." And he goes, "Please." And then. What do I love most of all? 
the beautiful ladies who bring all of this food to me. Something like that. The so. big American titties. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps not that vulgar. No, uh, that's from GTA 4, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But um, this isn't sounding good. Well, it actually sounds like they took this script and took it over to GTA 4 in the end. I do think we should read part of this every episode. <laughs> we have to reenact some next week. Yeah. Um, but you can, I'll put the link to download the whole thing from the website. Yeah, we should just choose like the worst book ever and read a chapter per episode. This is it. We found it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, eat it, zombiepodcast.com. We got better. We got, we got a Russian accent that turns into Italian. <laughs> so, and it's not even Italian, it's like bad Mario style Italian. Well, it, st- it started off okay. Like, like, not the best in the world, but it certainly sounded more Russian than Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nikolai. That's, that's my... There are, so, <sighs> there are so many Russians out there that don't listen to this podcast, but if they listen to this podcast, they'd be so pissed right no, now. No, they're too busy not voting for... Or voting, maybe voting, or getting paid to vote for... We shouldn't say that, because I'll probably get whacked. <laughs> so I won't mention that. Russian election is a very interesting topic. Ah, speaking of that, this is something that I'm maybe even... I'll be interested to, to see where this segue goes oh, from I'm the really Russian election. I'm really worried about this segue now. This could go so bad. Well, we're we're probably on the episode. Come on, come on. Come on. What, I was ta- what I was about to talk about before... Get it out. Get it out. Get on to the topic. Come on. Okay. Spit so it out. So what I was going to say was go. the Labour government, which is the, the governing government of Australia at the moment, has voted on having a vote on approving their stance or changing what is their current stance on homosexual marriage. Yeah. In, in uh, Queensland, they passed well, no, the, the, In Queensland, they've passed it. Yeah, it's still legal in Tasmania. It's legal in Tasmania. I believe Victoria and Queensland have civil union rights. Yeah. So they is can... Victoria as well? Yeah, I think, oh, yeah, I I think they were so. saying Victoria is... Tasmania, where, it's actually, I think, officially still illegal to be gay. No, 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 it definitely no, wouldn't. Really? Definitely. Oh, I mean, Tasmania is basically a green state, so the majority of Tasmania is governed by green and independent Yeah, 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 but that doesn't No, 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 no. I can guarantee right. you that there is no doubt about it that it will be, uh, if, if not more more legal for gays right. to marry than anywhere else in Australia. And marry your brothers and sisters. <laughs> No, it's not no, no Tasmania is very, very uh, uh, personal, uh, personality conscious. I guess I'm not even saying real words again. <laughs> um, but I guess what's happened is uh, the Labor Party, uh, in their general meeting and their uh, what is basically uh, uh, the ability for them to sit down and talk about major issues within the party's uh, views and what are their their policies, they have agreed to have a referendum on whether they will support. Uh, they will support gay marriage. And I think it's interesting because what is something that has not been discussed or been sort of pushed under the not important? Not so much not important, but just kind of still denied any discussion about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I guess that's the interesting thing because certainly talking about... like Australia's media is very much controlled by one company almost. So News Limited controls the majority of the media. And their stance, they, they don't disapprove of gay marriage because they're fairly open-minded about that sort of thing. It's not, not really any of our concern. Just to you know, put my opinion out there, they can do whatever they want. It's not our job to tell, tell them what to do. Uh, but they they can't go out there and say gays shouldn't get married because it's going to reflect on them poorly. What they can go out there and say because they very much disapprove of the current Labor government is that they are wasting their time on dealing with this and not the important issues. Mm-hmm. So I'll, you, hear, you see a lot of people in forums and 
voicing their opinion of, don't they have more important things to deal with? And to go on the main response by Anna Bly, when she was asked, is this something they should be worrying about or is there something that's more important you should be thinking about? She said, it may be not as important to some people, but to those people who have spent their whole lives being discriminated against, this is very important to them. I just wanted to add in regards to Tasmania, they were the last state of Australia in 1997 to legalise homosexuality. But it is legal, isn't it? It is now. But they were the first actually to take up same-sex couple, same couple unions. Exactly. So yep. that was... Well, the there, was, there was a big shift in Tasmania yep. from being what was a very narrow-minded state. Yeah. Oh, not narrow-minded. A very, a very restricted state. Yeah, I guess um, a conservative, conservative state to becoming a very, very much what in, in the American terms is liberal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so in this case, yeah, I didn't realise it had changed. But they, no, were, the, they were the last ones to, to legalise it. Yeah, well, I guess like... The, yeah. The main knowledge of Tasmania is Bob Brown comes yeah. from Tasmania, so he's, oh. he's openly gay. He wouldn't be there. But it's, it's and, just like, like it was 1977 that the rest of the states legalised. It was 1997 yeah, when Tasmania joined on. Yeah, that sort of attitude. Mm. But Tasmania doesn't really count as Australia anyway. It's well, Tasmania's like odd state. Well, Tasmania's been conscious of the environment, where yeah. that whole that whole no dams yeah, situation. Yeah, but there's also always been that sort of they, and there is, there seems to be this attitude of segregated from the rest of Australia. They always feel like they're there's almost like a lack of we're not welcome, we don't want to be a part of. It's, it's interesting, yeah. 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 And I think if, if you want to raise your... I've, I've been, my company has a lot of people from Tasmania work and they said it's hard when you're 18 plus because it's quite a quiet state. Yeah. But if you want to raise your kids in the knowledge that they are pretty much 100% safe, yeah. Tasmania is the place to raise them because it's, it's a comfortable environment. Everyone's relatively quiet and yeah. relatively safe. It still, it still does have a bit of problem with uh, alcohol, alcohol and violence in that sort of sense. Because it, it would, yeah. it's still very much that sort of country town sort of feel, even in like Hobart and and. Uh, what the best you know. beer in the world? I'd probably say Tasmania makes the best beer in the world. Oh, fuck no, no. Yeah. New Zealand destroys anywhere in Australia. I've had that many great New Zealand beers. Yeah, no, New Zealand's destroying it, and if not, WA is destroying Tasmania. No, oh, no, Tasmania's got Moo Brew. That's great. <laughs> it's got Bogues, got Cascade. Very, very... The, the water in Tasmania is better than anywhere else. Yeah, Cascade and Bogues are mass-produced these days. If you actually Out of Tasmania, though. Serious... Tasmanian water. It's all about the water. Yeah. All about the water. It's with still beer. no good unless you put in some decent hops and so forth. No, the, no, no. It's all about the water. Some of the best beers in Australia so, are WA these days. So, Beck's have completely different hops to Heineken. Yeah. But they're both made out of the same plant in New South Wales and taste exactly the same. Yeah, because they're terrible. Yeah, made under light. Well, no, because they made the same water. Yeah, no, they they still do taste differently. But the other thing with it is, is not much. If you actually look at the who's winning the awards at the moment, it's Victoria and WA, and I still reckon WA is destroying Victoria as a beer making state of Australia. I think um, it depends on where you want to drink beer. Uh, but anyway, so we're talking. It just depends. Depends on what you like. I, yeah, I tend to stay. Away I like all beer. To be honest, except New South Wales beer. I much prefer my do not, micro. Do not give me New South Wales or Queensland beer. Yeah, Get much prefer my microbrewery. Do then. not want to drink mid strength. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that uh, what is one of the two major parties in Australia have are most likely to change their stance on on gay marriage. Perhaps not complete gay marriage, but certainly civil unions, which are what is legally binding in Australia. Which it's it's just interesting. I think I think the arguments of religious choice are negated by... Common uh, sense? Well, no. Well, let's, let's, let's give them a little bit of respect on the, that they can have their beliefs and things like that. But they're negated by the fact that marriage 
is a legally binding contract yeah. and the law does not take religion into account. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, true. yeah. No. So it's, um, it's very hard to say it on that front. And, um, if, 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 if it's legal for two people to marry and not have to really declare any religious alignment, then it shouldn't be illegal for any absolutely. two people to marry. I, I am completely pro gay marriage. Um, because the simple fact is, everyone always goes, oh, it's breaking the institution of what marriage is and so forth. It's absolutely not. Well, maybe um, it might mean that uh, the percent of couples that stay together may go a actually lot higher. Up. Yeah. yeah, very um, much so. And also, the simple fact is, a lot of marriages these days, and I'm, I know it's slightly skeptical, but a large amount of marriage, not large. There oh, is it's a, large. It's, there, it's a no, large percent. There is, there is a percentage of marriages these days that are actually more financial than they are. Oh, okay. Love I think anyway, you're talking about know. ending marriages. Mm. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, more. Ending, ending marriages is actually, very hard. Same sex marriages actually have marriages. Pardon? Uh, 50% of marriages it's are. It's actually about ending 60 divorce. these days, I think. Yeah, right. Um, but same sex marriages have a much higher success rate. Yeah. Well, it seems like New York was leading this trend. It's not the first state in America to allow. Nope, Virginia. Mm. Yeah. But I think. Um, but it's, it's definitely kind of the most notable. And so, yeah. I don't know, it seems like it might kick off a, a chain reaction of places like... Yeah, but I think even in the US, this is the US, neither of the major parties are even considering it. Whereas this is, this is one of the two major governing parties in Australia. Australia really only has two parties that will lead. Well, a bit of qualification here because the Liberal Party isn't one party, the Liberal Party is two parties, which is the Liberal Party and the National Party, which have joined together. So, just, just to clarify, anyone that says... The Greens are the only reason Labors are in power. Just remember that the National Party is also part of the Liberal Party. So they get a lot of national votes that aren't actually Liberal votes because they vote for the National Party, not the Liberal Party. And Liberal Party members run in those seats. So fuck off with you. <laughs> just, just remember that neither party is, is holding their own. They are all using help. The other thing that will happen in that conference, which is this is amazing political talk here, is that Australia has... or. The Labor Party has, I believe, confirmed that they are planning. They have agreed to now begin the process of selling uranium to India, which is the other major talking point at this point in time. How are you feeling about that? Well, this, this, is, this is a case of... I understand the argument of they're selling it to China, but not India. It's very hard to turn around and say to one country, we're going to sell it to you and not the other. But the fact that India refuses to ratify any treaties that would say they would look to phase out any use of nuclear weapons or development of nuclear weapons, says that it, giving them a byproduct of or a, a component, the main component in creating nuclear weapons, it, it's, it's, it's almost like handing them a loaded gun the, there's in that sense. still the argument of selling them pure refined uranium, which is non-weaponizable, which, no, you know, which they're not willing to take into into a fact because we don't want to refine it here in Australia. No. But if they actually wanted to solve the problem, charge them a higher uh, amount and refine it or sell it to America to be refined to sell across. You know, there is actually other alternatives. No one mm. seems to be willing to look I at I think the positives of uranium yeah. is outweighed dramatically by the negatives of oh, uranium. Oh, absolutely. The, oh, the yeah. whole idea of the fact that it can create a major weapon that can cause what is described as mass destruction. Yeah. Is, is a strong negative against using something which, yes, it creates a cleaner energy than coal, yeah. but it doesn't create a safer energy than coal. Yeah. It's, it's still the case of if, if a country can... Uh, if we can sell a non-weaponizable version of it and a country can prove 
uh, the ability to store it, dispose of it safely. There's no reason why we shouldn't sell it to them because at least they can't be used. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, disposing of it is always going to be an issue. No, this is yeah. major issue. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, we we are selling to countries that have ratified an agreement to say they will not create mass or they yeah. will not weaponize any form of nuclear yeah. weapon, and they will look to phase out any nuclear weapons they will huh. use. Like yeah. places like uh, Brazil and all those countries in that area have agreed and signed this agreement. India refuses to, and we are. It is. It is. It's disconcerting. It is. Yeah. It's not a nice idea to think that that may. Like, it's still that sort of case for, especially with India being so close to places like Pakistan. Actually, exactly. Yeah, know, and they are. They are at war with Pakistan. Yeah, they and, are at war. And and other countries in that area, for instance, where it's like they need uranium. They need it for the power. They need it to be able to supply power easily, but. They actually still need their nuclear weapons, not to actually attack, but in half the time just a deterrent. Yeah, deterrent. Yeah. It's a it's a defensive strategy. You know, I come from Sri Lanka, which well, my family comes from Sri Lanka, which means we have no allegiance to India or Pakistan. In fact, most Sri Lankans don't really like Indians or Pakistanis, but we leave that aside. But it's the attitude of, uh, you know, if if Sri Lanka was asking for uranium from Australia, the concern actually wouldn't be in regards to what how you're disposing it is why do you want it that badly? Because all of a sudden then there's another another country in that area armed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and Well that's the hard part that that having that product is tantamount to being an armed mm. country. Because it is it is relatively easy if you Compared it's easy to other for a things. country is, to do it. It yeah. is easy to take that weapon or to take that item and turn it into a yeah. weapon. Not as an individual, but as a country. No, as a country, is. it yeah. certainly is. You don't think you could do it, Kat? I reckon with Wikipedia, I could probably do it. Yeah. Give me some uranium. Anarchist cookbook? Shot. Huh? Anarchist cookbook? Uh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't think that would teach you how so much better for that sort of stuff anyway, yeah. Because Wikipedia, it's all for educational use. Federal government, Curtis <laughs> Delahart lives at this address. <laughs> And he, he has several <laughs> uranium storage facilities. That hey, just because my he fish... also has affiliation to Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> just because my fish glows doesn't mean I have anything radioactive. It just makes house. it all the more delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll polish up here after a relatively robust political discussion. Yeah, I know. We're... But then again, we're all in agreement. So How it wasn't do we very go robust. from entertainment to fucking politics, man? That's a big shift. Brain power. Brain power. <laughs> There's no brain power in this room. We're being treated. Yes. In fact, usually this could be a really dangerous thing to be podcasting our thoughts on the air, like online, while pissed and talking about political discussions. Well, you brought it up. I just want to talk about Mario Kart. <laughs> I didn't bring it up. There was, a, there was a lot up. of talk of Mario Kart before. I was getting, I was getting a bit bored. It was that asshole. He was going on about people in the train. Thank you very much. Pressex podcast. Pressex.com.au. Podcast. Pressex.com.au. Uh, At least, listen, the website is uh, uh, pressex.com.au if you want to go check out our other podcasts. If you want to check the links that we'll put up in regards to this podcast and so forth, Ben does a, actually a really good job on that one. And if you want to send us any correspondence, hate mail, whatever, tell you know Nick that he's a douchebag and that uh, the best beers come out of Victorian WA, feel free to send it to podcast at pressx.com.au. Thanks for listening. It's episode 15, which means that we're officially equal with Firefly before they got cancelled. Ooh, and this is, I just uh, realised this is my 50th podcast that I've done oh, between right. Insane Ramblings and uh, there you go. Press X. Yeah. Any highlights? Um, probably the Star Wars burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> On both as well. Yeah. Nick calling atheists uh, dickheads was also a good one. Did we get rid of that? Yeah, we cut that out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, shit. You're going to have to cut it out again. Or I think Kurt just called them something.
I'm on your side, Atheist. You rock. <laughs> Go raise more money on Reddit. Go get some more upvotes. Yeah, d- don't burn down my house. Do you reckon on... This is, we're just going to go right off again. Go for it. Do you reckon on Reddit, people that post, I saved this kitty. I saved this dog. I just pictures of their actual dog that they went and bought for a couple of hundred bucks. I, I reckon some of them, not all what, of them. What are the I would hope that some people... Wait, hold on. I don't know the reference. So on Reddit, yeah. a lot of people post... There's this thing. There's just there's a couple of things going on at the moment. A lot of hey, if you upvote me, every upvote I get, I'll donate fifty cents to this charity. I'll well, donate was, two cents to this that charity. That was all today. It yeah. was like there was like ten posts of yesterday and today. Yeah, there's a so lot. That, that's um, total crap. So there's that going on, and then there's they, they were kind of found out to be not real in most yeah. cases. Oh, they really? sound like crap. Yeah. Yeah. And on um, uh, or even before now, for a while, a lot of people post pictures of animals right. and say, I saved this cat. I saved oh, this hedgehog. Like I saved this nose in like it was on the side of the street oh, yeah, and it was nearly going to get run over and I jumped out of my car and grabbed it. Right. Most of them I'm willing to bet are bullshit. Oh, okay. I've saved a couple of ducks over the time but that's more because I didn't want them stuck in the tread pattern on my four-wheel drive. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't take them home and care no, for them I for the rest of the shuffled them across the road. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it seems like a lot of people are saying that they... There seems to be a, a, a large amount of saved animals in the US. Everyone's just hiking and comes across the leaves. <laughs> no, rather, there's a lot of saved animals in the US, or there's equal amount of people putting animals in danger, like tying them to the railroad tracks and hoping they'll it. Or, or people just, just cruising it. and then jumping in backyards and pinching them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I saved in inverted so It seems, it seems like Reddit's pretty much bullshit most of the time. So it doesn't count, like, if I'm driving along and there's a duck with all of its children crossing the road and I shuffle it across. No, you saved those ducks. Uh, don't, don't take oh, that away right. from yourself. I need to start taking but pictures. But you, you need to take pictures and put it on Reddit and go, hey guys, look what I saved today. Dude, I don't read Reddit. It's like uh, 4chan for losers. No, 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 no. Reddit's a little bit more... 4chan's even more too. A little bit more knowledgeable. It's basically what Dig was, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Dig's not around anymore? Nah, Dig's dead. Well, my, I'm sure it's still around, but it certainly doesn't get the same I don't coverage. Know. I, I take one of our friends showed me uh, dig like five years ago. I sent an RSS feed. I don't think I've ever looked at an article. Fair but, enough. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So episode 15, equal with Firefly, which is one of the best sci-fi films of all time, which means that we must films. be one of... Sorry, shows, which might, means that we must be one of the best podcasts of all time. No, but it was, it was okay. If you think, think about it, was, it I think it was just okay. Sense. I wouldn't say it's one of the best. I'd say it's... That's one Relatively of the best. Good. It's not the best, but it's one of the best. Relatively good. I know. I'm a fan. I, I like it too. I just don't think it's the best. It's what's, too. What's it's the it's, best. <sighs> Probably Star Trek. Yeah, see, it's nah, full of shit. All right. No, no. I'm Kurt and I'm out. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're not, we're not, we're not cut off this. It's too Joss Whedon. He, he invests too much of his own personal uh, autorism into his movies or his television shows. I know. I like that. It's good. I can't, I can't watch 30 episodes in a row of Joss Whedon talking like, or people talking like Joss Whedon. So that's all like I want to watch. I wish exactly. every show talked like Yeah, absolutely. I want to see 80 different versions it's of It's like watching the fucking Guy. Gilmore Girls. That's also a good show. <laughs> I couldn't even say that. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, I haven't watched much of Gilmore Girls, but it's I could bad. just watch fast-talking, witty banter for like the rest of my life. Yeah, it's not really witty. It's kind of like, it's kind of writing to impress. Like, you know that thing where someone uses references they don't actually know and they're just using it? I don't know. It's a lot like that. There's a lot of blah, 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 blah. Reference here, reference here. What's the kind Odd of... reference here. Even odder reference here. You mean Family Guy? Yeah, kind of like that yeah. as well. I, I very much doubt the guy from Family Guy, the writers, Seth. have seen the majority of the stuff that they uh, write about. Because they, they, they have some really odd references in that. 
But I had a couple of references where I was like, I've seen that film and I'm not quite sure I know what they're getting at. But then in hindsight, you go and watch that film again, you're like, son of a bitch, they must have seen that about 10 times to pick it up. So. Well, all it takes is one person otherwise. Yeah, that's stuff. true, yeah. yeah. It's not like Seth MacFarlane writes everything. You know what I mean? He's too busy with his big band. Oh, actually, there's an album. Seth MacFarlane's released a big band jazz album and it's actually quite good. That's cool. Because they did that Family Guy live in Las Vegas yeah. album. Is it kind of just like that without the Family Guy characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've done a few of those live sets, but they're, they're, his new album is actually quite good. And He's a good singer. Even if you're not a big big band jazz fan, actually, keep it. just jump on iTunes and listen to The Trial because it's actually quite good. Big cool. band and jazz are two different things. It's big. It's sort of that sort of big band jazz, old school sort of. It's a big band. It's, it's Sinatra sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, big band. It's yeah. not even close to jazz. Yeah, just like there's so many forms of jazz. Big bands like you know, big bands not even close to jazz. Jazz is very subtle. Big bands very big, as the word would say. Oh, nonetheless, cool. What a revelation we came to at the end of the show. Big band is big. I'm glad you guys stuck around. Thank you very much. All right, awesome. Thank you very much. Pressx.com.au is the website you can go to to check out, well, the rest of the podcasts. Not terribly much else. There will be more. So hopefully if you're listening to this in six months, we're either still doing a lot of stuff or we're either shut down. So Hopefully we're not dead. Yeah, I'm I'm just just covering both bases just in case. Uh, Pressx.com.au is the website again. Podcast. Not Pressx. Podcast at pressx.com.au or Curtis at pressx.com.au, Ben at pressx.com.au or Nick at pressx.com.au. Thank you very much for listening. Kunten Tag. Don't be a fucking pussy. Come here, motherfucker, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, every fucking rock concert has a bad boy. Bring him up here, Ray. <laughs> Come on up, motherfucker. What's your name? Well, I don't understand what the fuck. What? Ryan. <laughs> Hold on a second. What'd you do wrong? I saw the security guys fucking running at you. What'd you just do? Nah, nothing, man. Jump the fence. Jump the fence. Okay. Yo, you jumped the fence. Cause you had shitty fucking seats, didn't you? You did. <laughs> Motherfucker had shitty seats. <laughs> Look at you now. How's it feel? Very good. Get the fuck off my stage. <laughs> Get the fuck off my stage. <laughs> See, you guys gotta know. I love you fucking shitty seats people as much as I love the front row, just so you know.
Bills come!